Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Trio Yellow podcast. I'm Almonds, and this I'm here with... Sorry, I'm here with... Soul. And... Ugh, that taste. <laughs> and this episode is... This episode is brought to you partially by Giving Tuesday, and here we have a uh, special guest here to explain it. Hi, my name is Jericho. I am part of the marketing team of Giving Tuesday, and... I just wanted to bring you the news that Giving Tuesday is a Facebook campaign. Uh, very specifically, this one is for Stillbar's International Academy, uh, the very school that your podcasters go to. Uh, we want to raise funds uh, for the sake of God's school. And please uh, contact us um, at stillwaters.academy slash giving. Uh, please give anything. Anything helps. Uh, thank you. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Jericho, for the... Uh advertisement for giving tuesday everyone make sure to please give yeah, yeah everything counts even if it's just a little yeah okay so uh let's get started with today's episode ladies and gentlemen we are back in the hot seat for a part two. Ooh, yay yeah <laughs> all three of us here we are christians proudly so and so there are a lot of people out there who hate christianity hate christianity just for the sake of it so what we're going to do is go through like pop popular debate items and topics and we're going to see if we can give our two cents on it and see how it goes from there yeah yeah all right here's our first question and this is a uh, popular one because these are basically two schools of thought that have kind of originated our idea of how we existed humans so can someone believe in God and acknowledge the theory of evolution? So, in layman terms, it's just, can you believe in God and evolution at the same time? What do you guys think? Yes. Explain. Yeah. Well, because the Darwin finches, they did evolve mm -hmm. to, like, adapt to their environment. But if it's according to humans, then we didn't evolve from anything. Okay. So that makes sense. So you're... I'm saying, like, animals are different than humans. Uh -huh. So humans are just a different breed. So you're and saying we didn't evolve from the monkeys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Even though we may have some same so genetic things with them. Mm -hmm. But we're also related to bananas then. Yeah. If that's true. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Soul, any uh. input? The question was if we can believe in God and also evolution. I would say I, w I would I would agree with Taste's point. Yeah, I think we can because yes, we know that there's a creator, but evolution also shows the process of how his creation became from one thing and then grew up into another. Yep. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it kind of contrasts the point that we're from monkeys, but it also shows us how. How much he detailed planned one thing right. from the beginning, and it's now starting to grow into another thing. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, okay. So I guess it's just the answer to that would be just believing in God kind of contradicts evolution because we are made different than animals. We're made to have dominion over the animals. So saying we came from animals is kind of ironic and kind of contradictory. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay, um, all right, uh, next question. 
Well, this question is actually a statement, so let's uh, let's take it apart. Countries which are more religious tend to be less economically developed. What do you guys think? What do you mean by less economically developed? Like third world countries, they have less money, less like technological advances, but they tend to be the more religious ones, the ones more believing in Christianity or whatever their religion is. So is this true? And if it is true, how does that impact religion at all or something like that? Oh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. I would say I would say that if since certain states that have that center on a religion, mostly Christianity, if they center on that, they will see a growth and they will see them they they'll see changes that us that other countries are currently facing and can't get over. So for example, say um here, I'm gonna divide the US for a little bit. Say Georgia was um centered on Christianity. Yeah. We would be more united compared to let's say California. California or Utah or like stuff like that. Uh-huh. We would be able to make a more easier deci- decision on who would be our governor, who we think our president, who we think the president is more fit to be. Mm-hmm. That sentence did not make sense. But we would be able to make a decision because we are basing off our knowledge with God's knowledge, and we're going to Him for our guidance. Right, right. Yeah. Unlike a state kind of like you two or California that aren't centered on any religion and are basically taking, making decisions based on their own emotions and not necessarily finding a true response. There's, they're attacking one thing from multiple angles, yet still not being able to solve it. Mm hmm. <clears throat> me, I don't think like religion is really related to economics because like I guess whether you're religious or not you're still pretty successful in building that country but it's just the moral of that country is probably not that good so for example let's say the Aztecs they were like probably the most religious empire Mm -hmm. because all they did was base their things around their gods Mm -hmm. and they still had some economic things that were pretty successful from that time right it's just like their thinking was wrong but they still have their money how they got that money is probably questionable but we still have money yeah and their ways of obtaining it. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I can, I can, I can understand that. Yeah, I kind of agree. Saying like uh, the uh, the correlation between religion and economics is like it's kind of like two different topics because like if a country is entirely based on Christianity, it doesn't mean that if their if their economics if their economic status is failing, it doesn't mean that Christianity Christianity is what's making them fail. It's just that they have some problems, but it may not be anything that's a part of Christianity. It's just like themselves. Cause the religion isn't what's causing them to fail. It's them that's causing them to fail. 
Mm. Ah, can't like can't label religion as the answer to everything that's bad because it doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. We're the ones acting it out, not religion. We're acting out the religion, and that's maybe with the actions that the religion makes us do. But ultimately, it's our actions, not religion. Uh. It's how we act out the religion, basically. So, mm. okay. Um. Next question. <laughs> Are there any reasons that are logical and rational to either become a believer or to convert to another faith? So is is there any logic in becoming a Christian or is there any logic in changing your faith, basically? It's kind of a tough question. <laughs> Who are thinking it through? Um, I guess... The question's saying, is there any logic to ch- being Christian or to be or to be entering a faith, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess I mean, what what were you saying? What what do you mean by logic? Like, does it make sense to become a Christian? Like, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Like, does it make sense to become a Christian? And, like, is there any logic or any truth behind changing your religion or something like that? I mean, the way I'm seeing it, and I hope it's from a logical stance, is looking at Christianity if you're a, if you're an atheist looking at christianity or considering being a christian what you're understanding is if you don't understand the bible god's the gospel and having a relationship with god then you're going to be falling into a lot of habits a lot of tempta- temptations a lot of sins that's going to make you morally confused and you're going to be bouncing back and forth between one problem and another problem and then you're going to be you're going to end up confused on what you should do with all this guilt all this regret all these things that you're feeling at once Mm -hmm. and what satan does in that process is he turns those feelings into anger into envy into lust Mm -hmm. and what we're experiencing now is all those feelings are being twisted and being push towards God. So a lot of people for, feel anger towards God because they're asking, why am I suffering at this point? Why is this happening? So on and so forth. But what they're not truly understanding is that they're falling into a trap. <coughs> and so they're falling into a trap. But if they were to, <laughs> if they were to, I guess, reach out a hand and ask people, ask pastors or ask Christians for help and their opinions on how to help them, they can start to understand more on why this is happening to them. To them. Why, how Satan is twisting their feelings, twisting their thoughts, and how they can start stop sinning and start forgiving themselves, start creating a relationship with God and becoming, going towards that path of becoming more healed and feel more fulfilled Mm-hmm. That you're doing some, something to change your own life. 
instead of leaning towards what the world wants you to do, which is lean towards drugs, lean towards technology to help fill that void. Mm-hmm. That seems like a more logical approach to me. Yeah. That you go to someone who understands what you've been through and ask them to help guide you instead of thinking you're strong, going on your own, and ending up completely more lost than what you were at the beginning. Mm. Yeah. Does make it seem more logical, yeah. Taste? From, like, a personal standpoint, I... Mm, feels like... Well, let's say this. If someone's going through something that's pretty bad in their life, like drugs, they're in that cycle constantly of taking drugs, getting higher and higher and higher, going more to dangerous amounts of... Dangerous levels of amounts of drugs. Dangerous amount of drugs <laughs> that are really high. Mm-hmm. And it still doesn't do anything for them. Then what's the point of that? You you keep going back, going back to fill a void that's... Like you said, there's like a hole inside you that you keep trying these new things. Keep doing this thing, that thing watching these things, addicted to these things, trying to fill that void, and it still doesn't work, what now, right? I watched this video about Letitia Wright, the Black Panther actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she told, she gave an interview at why her testimony, and she said she kept doing all these things trying to fill the empty hole inside her when nothing was working. She's gotten to a point to... She's gotten to a point that was so low, but then her friend called her, and the friend said something like, you're not in a good place. Let me talk to you about Jesus. Hmm. And then, like... She came to know Jesus, so... That was pretty amazing. And I could kind of relate to that because I kept trying to fill things inside me. None of them worked. And then when I came to know Jesus, it started filling up. (laughs) There's still some things that were not working, but that's because I chose not to follow God and Mm. obey and then going back to these things. Kind of to taste point, Christians are making an impact. It's just that no one is taking significant, no one's noticing that impact because they don't want to accept that. Yes, Many- they're hurting, and yes, they need to reach out. Many of the actors are like Chris Pratt. They're kind of like coming out of being Christian. <laughs> so that's getting easier, I guess. And then, yeah, there's still a lot of controversy about that, too. Yeah. But I think it's, like, a good step forward. People understanding Christians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almonds, what's your take? And then also... <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 go, go, go. These other religions, like Buddha, 
I never read anything like like studied those religions, but have like a general understanding. General understanding of it. So I kind of like Buddhism, you do things now. And then later you'll find good things, I guess. Yeah. So if you do the good things, the next life you'll have more good things coming to you. If you do those good things. And then all of these are like religions are about you being happy. You need to like do something to be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the Bible is pretty different because Jesus said it is finished. We don't have to do anything anymore because he already died on the cross for all our sins. We just have to obey him. Mm-hmm. We That's just have to show. Yeah. Since it's kind of Thanksgiving season, we just have to show and be thankful for what he did. He sent his only son to die on that mm-hmm. cross for our sins. So what we do is we dedicate our lives to him to show, to show him that we're thankful for what he did for us. Yeah. That's what makes um, Christianity f- different from like all the other religions. Mm-hmm. It's like our God, he was willing to suffer for us. Who, which God can you think of that d- did this? Be thinking for a long time, yeah. Yeah. All the Greek gods, they're all selfish. <laughs> yeah. They're prideful, all that. And then also, another thing is like... Well, you got almonds. Well, I mean, like, you guys are making, like, good points, like... From a first glance, there's nothing logical about becoming a Christian because everyone thinks it's about you have no more freedom anymore. You have to become this perfect human being. But Obey God. Obey God who's like this powerful, scary God who can smite you if you do something wrong. But it's actually the opposite. Yeah. He loves us and he wants us to be part of his family. And so many people don't understand that because... They don't want to understand it because of what they think so far. And to them, being a Christian is illogical. But to us, it's the only right answer. Mm -hmm. It's the only logical answer. So, yeah, because, like, there's tons of evidence that proves that Christianity is, like, the most logical of all the religions to be a, a part of, basically. Because like what Taste is saying about how, what kind of God would kill himself or get himself killed to save Jesus his people? Didn't, he, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't have to die. Yeah, he said he laid down his life for us. He laid down his life. He, no one could take it away from mm-hmm. him. Yeah, but he willingly took it so that he in could Bi- save us. In the Bible, it says, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." Yeah, we had no understanding of why he would die for us, but it's only through him that we can fully understand. And once you fully understand what he did, it's your choice whether you want to thank the person who died for your sins so that you can have all this freedom Mm -hmm. and have a choice to follow him, or you continue in the life that's full of sin, that's full of pain, and full of addiction. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah, good answers, everyone. Yay. I think think about it like this. When you become a Christian, you don't get all these rules placed on you to chain you down to something. So it's actually freeing. It's the opposite of rules to because God doesn't want you to do this because he doesn't, (laughs) he hates you. He doesn't want to, he's jealous. A lot of these like progressive churches, they're promoting this idea that God was jealous of humans trying to take his power. So in the garden, Eve, Adam and Eve wanted to get the apple because they'll become like God about knowing good and evil. And then God didn't want them to do that. That's why he told them not to eat that tree, eat from that tree. He's setting a rule to keep you safe, not to, not just to tell you that you can't just do that. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of these progressive churches, which aren't even Christian, to be honest, they're promoting the idea that, what's it called? God is a, just a jealous God. He doesn't want you to have the power. That's why he didn't want Eve, Adam and Eve to eat that fruit. Yeah. And then they said like the serpent wanted you to have that power. And then the serpent was right. And God was like a liar. Which is what the world wants you to think. That's what the progressive churches are saying. Hmm. Interesting thinking. Yeah. <laughs> and then I watched this one video on Jesus being racist. When? <laughs> oh yeah, I think I told you that about yeah. this. Yep. He it was like account of the Seraphonician woman. Oh. With Jesus calling her a dog and all that. It's like Jesus couldn't be racist. He was shown an example to all the people. Cause the Jews, they would probably call the Phoenicians dogs too. That's what they would do. The person in the video, he said, the Seraphonician woman stood up to Jesus out of her boldness and courageousness. And then Jesus repented. And that's why he healed her daughter. But it's actually, if you read the Bible, it's, and take it in context, the woman was showing humility, not boldness. She agreed with Jesus that she's a dog. She was outside of the covenant family of God and then agreeing to Jesus. Her faithfulness to Jesus, that's what made Jesus want to heal her daughter. Mm -hmm. And Jesus was like showing an example to the Israelites because before this, he told the Israelites something, something about the situation, and then now he went there to do it. Jesus showed the exa- talked about it, and then showed the example of how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> How's that relate to logic? <laughs> um, yeah, guys, kind of a bit of a tangent there. Yeah. I mean, this that just kind of like enforces. 
what we were saying about how Christianity is probably the most logical religion to be uh, it's different. a believer in. It's different than all the others. It It's more of a family than a cult. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess, yeah. This kind of ties into the next question, where is, uh, is religion just a primitive form of government? What do you mean by primitive form of government? Like so, old government? Yeah, basically just like, is religion the first form of what government is now? So like, you're saying, is religion what controls people and now it's called government? Or is it just something else? Government was supposed to be here to protect us, mm-hmm. our rights. So like, government meaning like just in any state, like a monarchy or like a king or like a president or like, yeah. I, th- I think they're just basically asking: Is was religion supposed? Is religion just like? Is it a form of controlment of people, or is it more of just like a free flowing thought you have in your heart in your head? Like, is religion supposed to control your actions or safeguard you from everyone else? I'll approach this question with two different points of views so that people can understand what I'm, I'm about to explain. From an outside world, of, world view, as an atheist, say I was an atheist, you would look at the question thinking religion controls you and puts boundaries around you. <laughs> was like actually the opposite? Yeah. I'm going to continue with this atheist standpoint. You're looking at religion, mostly Christianity, as it being a lot of rules on what you shouldn't do and what kind of chains you down to what Taste said earlier and what you feel like is you should be more empowered, you should feel more in control of what your own life is, what you should be doing when you're in struggle and what you alone can do and how you can, I guess, make yourself better by your own power. Now, looking at it from a Christian's point of view, you're getting rid of all the misconceptions you were taught as, as you were taught as a kid, and you're getting to understand God's way of thinking, his way of I guess government being. Yeah, right. I can kind of see where. Yeah, I can see where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I guess it's also like a. So. God is meant to be our king, so he is our government, basically. So our belief in him isn't the government; he is the government. So, like, in today's world, we live in America, which is a blessing. And this country was founded on God, for those just who didn't know. <laughs> if yeah. you don't know, well, now you know. But if you don't believe, well, I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> but this country was founded on God. The people who started this country were devout Christians, devout disciples, actually, who wanted to... Who wanted to... Who wanted to just spread God's love everywhere. And so what this... 
what the government was supposed to be was they're protecting the people's rights, the people's rights to speak about religion, about their faith. And so it isn't that it isn't religion that's the government. It's the government's trying to protect your religion. Mm-hmm. Your religion is just your belief and how you acted out in your life. So the government is trying to, what God intended the government to me is to protect that belief and protect that that choice you have in your life. That makes sense. Almonds explained it better than I did. <laughs> Taste, what's your point? Is that how like the American government should be? Like I think that's government? what I think that's what government should be just all around. But humans who have free will kind of screwed it up and just wanted their own power, I guess. That's true. Yeah. Tice, what do you think? To an earlier example, the Aztecs, they based everything around religion. So, like, how they ran their government is based on their government. (laughs) Wait, how they run their government in politics is based on how they believed in their gods. Mm -hmm. They believed that if they didn't do human sacrifices, then the world would end. If they didn't meet a certain requirement that pleased the gods, then the world would end. So they're kind of like, they believe they're doing the whole world a favor by killing all these, doing all these human sacrifices, which is kind of logical from their standpoint. I can kind of get that. But I think religion is kind of like a governing body. Does that make sense? Because it's the way we live. It's the beliefs we have. It's Mm. why we do things. And then the government. How America is supposed to be is to regulate all that. Uh Mm -hmm. And like these kings and monarchs, they're... If they're a good king and monarch, they'll be kind of like God. David, he was a good king. Mm Mm-hmm. He was a good king, but he wasn't a perfect king. Yeah. He he followed God, but because he didn't do the things God asked him to and, like, go to war. And then instead he stayed there in the palace and he sinned greatly. Then all his, his whole empire got punished for that. Yeah. I think, yeah, religion is kind of the, religion is the thing. Government is just there to regulate that, doing God's will. And to enforce it. Yep. For the people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All these things that we see, the governments that we think are bad is because they don't have God with them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right, so, yeah, good answers. I, that was actually a pretty heavy question. Uh, here is another one that this is like a debate among Christians. Ooh. Like, ooh, ooh. what is your thoughts about predestination? What is Which is basically that God has planned out your entire life. He knows every step you're going to make, every decision you're going to make. If you sin, if you not, if you not, if, <laughs> if you're not going <laughs> to sin, who you're going to marry, if you're going to go to jail, da, 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 da. just everything in your life is planned and known by God. And Christians are saying 
is this actually a free will then? If God knows and actually determines what we're going to do, do we actually have free will? Yes. Right? To that, yes. Why? Because if we didn't have free will, yes, he knows your whole entire life. If we didn't have free will, he would push you in the right direction. He would literally take all your free will and just yeah. Actually, that's a that's a that's a, ver- that's, a ver- that's a very good point because the reason we know that we don't have that we ha- the reason we know that we have free will is because that we still make mistakes. Exactly, and God still accepts us for those mistakes. Yes, He knows we're going to make mistakes, and He lets it happen because He wants us to learn. If we did not have free will we would all be perfect human beings. And we wouldn't learn the true meanings between behind his What's the word. point? We're just like another angel. <laughs> yeah. If we, have, if we have no free will, we're an, another angel or basically being robots for God. And that's not, it's not what he wants at all. Yes, he has planned our future, I think. But he, he has it's our choice it. to choose whether we want to go with that. Yeah. Yeah, and... And no. we still get to choose mm-hmm. what we do next. Yeah. The it's way we get... Yeah. It's just that God knows what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And the way we can guide ourselves Does he stop? He... <laughs> well, let's, let's find an example in the Bible. Okay. The Israelites. Mm-hmm. It was only supposed to take them three weeks to get to the promised land. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. But it took 40, 40 years, years to because to they them. didn't follow God's. Well, then that kind of it kind of leads to another question, then, right? Mm-hmm. If God intended them to only be in the desert for three weeks, and they ended up being there for forty years, then why did God ask them, or like why did God plan three weeks if He knew it was going to take forty years? Because he he knew by His standard that they weren't going to be able to make a Bible three weeks. Yeah, then just why, right? Why did He plan to test that their then? faith and to help them? And to help them have great witnesses to his mm-hmm. presence. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we step outside God's shadow, we don't meet his calling, and, and then everything goes bad. Yeah. Yep. That's when it goes bad. Mm-hmm. Because we missed his calling. Mm-hmm. We and were what? meant to be something greater. <laughs> 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 Every one was made with a purpose yeah it's our choice to choose whether we want to grab that purpose or not yeah and whether we want to use it for god to praise his name and to thank him or not so god does have we do have free will Mm-hmm. yeah okay um another question is being depressed a sin or is feeling guilty about something a sin or is wanting to commit suicide a sin? What do you guys think? Like those three main ones. So depression, depression, feeling guilty about guilty. something and then wanting to commit well, suicide. suicide and depression are kind of similar. So we'll just bunch one leads to another. Yeah. So would that be a sin being depressed and wanting to kill yourself <laughs> and is feeling guilty about something like Feeling guilty about a mistake or feeling remorse about a mistake. Well, guilty remorse. Feeling guilty, would that be a sin? I ha- I I actually have an answer for this. Yeah. So going with depression, I I, be- I don't remember what I believe it was Elijah. 
Elijah went through depression. Uh huh. Yeah. And what did God do? <laughs> what did He do? He didn't. He didn't say that his depression was wrong and misplaced. What he did, he's he he sent people to Elijah so that he can be comforted and mm-hmm. that he can find God again and find his purpose again. So thankfully, the depression was a stage that Elijah needed to grow more spiritually and to create a stronger relationship with his father, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yep. Now, with guilt or with a mistake that you've done, you can look at it two ways. You can look at your mistake and think, why did I do that? That was just plain dumb. Why why couldn't why why did you make that decision? Why couldn't you just follow your instinct, do the right thing, and just miss that mistake, overcome that mistake? Mm-hmm. Or you can go a different right route is yes, I've made a mistake. I'm human. And I know that that mistake will help me grow. Not only spiritually, but also in knowledge. So yes, you've made a mistake. But what you need to do after is accept that you made a mistake. No matter how big or tiny it was. And then accept that mistake. And understand that once you look back on your life, you will see that God was there with you in that mistake. He knew you were going to make that mistake. He just let you. He just let it happen, so that you can get to this point now, where you're strong in faith, where you're following His word, and you have a strong relationship with Him. <clears throat> now the point was suicide. God said, "Like, He won't tempt you beyond your ability to. What's it called? He won't tempt you beyond what you can bear. Mm-hmm. It's not like He's gonna." You can, no matter how bad it is, it's like at the point of suicide, (laughs) if the devil is telling you to suicide, God gives you another option out. Yeah. So he's not saying that you could bear, like... You alone can't bear that own problem. It's it's really bad. This point is really bad. Yeah. If you're like at this point, it's really bad. He won't tempt you beyond your ability to take it because he gives you another way out of it. Mm-hmm. He always does. So when you're tempted, he gives you a way out. Yeah. So it's not how bad it is. It's the options that he gives you. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking to yourself, what are my options? Read the Bible and pray. God will show you your options, either through him, through the answer of prayer, or through other people. He will show you your options. It's whether, it's like Tay said, it's up to you whether you take it or not. Now with, um, what I, now with suicide, that really shouldn't, you really shouldn't, I guess, that really shouldn't be much of a choice because what what does suicide do does what does suicide benefit you're only thinking about yourself you're only thinking about yeah erasing yourself from your own existence you don't think about the effect it'll have on your family your friends you don't you don't even take into consideration how god will feel that his own child took away their life instead of leaning onto him 
take that into consideration. You, you're close. You're at this point where you're debating, should I take my life because I feel alone and I just want to end it all? Or should you think about this? I feel alone, but I should depend on my father because he knows what I've gone through. Yep. He's been through what I've been through. I should go to him because he's the one who pushed through and showed endurance through this hard time. Yeah. So technically, suicide wouldn't be able, wouldn't, shouldn't be an option for you because you have a whole system of not only friends with you. But a father. But a father. Yeah. So then, would suicide be a sin? Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah. 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 In some way, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, then what about guilt? Because here's the thing. When I was asking this question, I was, cho- I was choosing between guilt and remorse. And those are two different things. Guilt is... Guilt, I'll just say, it, guilt is a sin. Because it's the devil trying to tempt you and, like, tell you lies about yourself. When you feel guilty about something, it's more like, oh, no, I'm so bad. I did this, da 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 But remorse is different. Remorse is you feel bad for doing this and you want to change yourself. And you want to change that action that you did. Mm-hmm. So remorse is a step to repentance, whereas guilt is a step closer to death. Because guilt isn't from God. It's from the father of lies, yep. Satan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Bible tells us not to fret. It's like fretting. It's like dwelling on that thing. Mm-hmm. So when we, dwell, when we dwell on this mistake we made, it builds up and keeps going worse, 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 worse. Yeah. So I found a verse about it. Mm-hmm. It's like Leviticus, Leviticus, Leviticus ten nineteen to twenty, which is like when Aaron's son died following their disobey disobedience to God. Mm-hmm. So God killed them. Yeah, and then this is like the aftermath. So Moses confronted Aaron again of eating something like eating a sacrifice that was to God. Okay. Uh, it's like, Aaron, what's it called? Why didn't you eat the sin offering in the sanctuary? This is Moses. Mm-hmm. When Moses inquired about the goat of the sin offering and found that it had been burned up, he was angry with Eliezer and Ithamir, Aaron's remaining sons, and asked, why didn't you eat the sin offering in the sanctuary area? It is the most it is most holy. It was given to you to take away the guilt of the community by making atonement for them before the Lord. Since its blood was not taken into the holy place, you should have eaten the goat in the sanctuary area as I commanded. Aaron replied to Moses, Today they sacrificed their sin offering and their burnt offering before the Lord. But such things as this have happened to me, would the Lord be pleased if I have eaten the sin offering today? When Moses heard this, he was satisfied. So, the thing is, so, Aaron 
he was trying to please God in his heart by doing Malik, trying to do that. But his son just died. Both of his two sons just died. So was it right for him to do that? So is it right for him not to think about his dead sons? Or is that like a sin to not think about his dead sons when they just died and just to go please God? Mm. So in Aaron's heart, he was trying to please God, but he was also thinking about his two dead sons. Yeah, I mean... So I think this is an example about... It doesn't matter how sad you are, just like... No matter how bad your tr- situation is, if you trust God and follow him and not just stay there in a shell, he can comfort you. Mm-hmm. He'll comfort you and might give you even more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like what a lot of people don't understand, too, is that like, I mean, this is I don't know if it'll really affect, but I, I just want to say it like Aaron's sons were not good people. <laughs> They died because they sinned against God. And so, yeah, just just another thing to think about. That's all the questions for today. Now we're on to the second part of today's episode, which will be a little bit different. We're going to do more debate style. And so what I'm going to do, I'll be the mediator between you two, and you two will hash it out with the debates. (laughs) So what I'll do, I'll give you a topic, and then I'll give you a side. You have to try, try to stand for your side up like just debate for your side whether or not you agree with it so i'll give you guys a non-christian like side and i want you to try your best to just like argue for it Mm because like it'll be a lot uh, harder it'll be a lot harder yes and it'll also give the person who's arguing for the christian side a more hard time because like this is what happens in the real world Mm mm-hmm Now, another topic I want to start off with is probably, like, one of the most pressing in my mind. We may have done this the last time we did the hot seat, but I want to do it again. So, let's do abortion. Okay. Yeah. So, (laughs) let's... Well, who should do what? (laughs) I'm a male. Let me let me ask <laughs> let me ask this like oh actually that's perfect. All right, I want you to do pro choice. Your uh, soul, your pro choice, and okay. then taste. Taste. <laughs> <laughs> taste. You'll be pro life. Okay. So. Okay. Let's. I'll give you like a question, and then like you guys can like just debate it. All right. So like soul, you are pro choice, right? Uh-huh. Not really, but for yeah. the sake of the debate, is like, is this ethical or is like, is this actually the way to go? Like, is being pro-choice better than being pro-life? And then why are you pro-choice? And then why are you pro-life? Basically, like, I don't know how to do this. Okay, <coughs> like, ex- explain our standpoints right now. Why we're pro-choice and pro-life? Yeah, yeah I guess that okay. will help. Yeah. I'll start this off. I'll see how I can do this. Okay, so I'm pro-choice. So, it's... <laughs> okay, <coughs> give yeah. me a second. Let me for see. those who don't know, Taste just took the <laughs> microphone and standing up now. He's ready for this debate. Yeah, he's ready. Um, okay, I'm pro-choice. A lot of us have been saying, my body, my choice. Yeah. And technically, it is my body. 
because I did not choose for this child to exist and to take my own nutrients from my own body. I do not, I did not choose to, how do I say? I did not choose to have this baby. Have 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 this baby, basically. And I, I, I personally know that I'm not mentally ready to have this child and to support this child throughout their life if I can't even con- control my own life. So I say it's pro-choice because I know for the choice of this thing that's inside me, this thing, <laughs> this thing that's inside me, that I know I will not be able to sustain it. So you're saying this thing is not a baby. Yes. Not yet, at least. Yeah. Taze, what do you think about that? So basically you're saying you can't, sus- that your reason is you can't sustain this baby. Like you can't provide support for this baby. <coughs> I don't know why I'm talking. She's joking because she, she's, she's on the wrong side. <laughs> You need water? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I started coughing. Because she knows she's <laughs> <in her face>. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm good. So your standpoint is that your reason is that you believe you can't sustain this child. You can't support him. Yes, and her. since I can't support them, I shouldn't be able to force them to live a life that I know isn't good for them. Okay. So, think. Ab- let's think about this. Okay. What would you think if your mother couldn't support you and couldn't sustain you? Uh-huh. <clears throat> Is it right for her to just get rid of you? <laughs> <laughs> this is so wrong with this life. Yeah. This one kind of makes this more difficult for you. (laughs) Say it again. (laughs) So, if your mother chooses to... So, you're saying saying if... if (laughs) Your reason is that you can't support the child. Yeah. Put your position into the child. What what would you think if... (laughs) If my mother decided not to have me because she couldn't give me the life she thought I could have? I would say I would say I would understand because yes she might not be ready for me she might have not been ready to have me so I think she's making a good decision because she doesn't want her own child to suffer through poverty being bullied and going through emotional torment <clears throat> then, and I think it would be, I think for her opinion, it would be a good choice to um, give that child, give me, technically, mm-hmm, yeah. a better life by aborting me or giving me up for adoption because she's giving me a better chance to find a better life, find a better family, and to how would you find a better family well, hold on, if this you got aborted? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, family's about, this debate is about abortion. Aren't you a mediator? I'm just trying to. I'm just trying <laughs> to clear up, clear up the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, this is so about abortion. abortion. Okay. No adoption. <laughs> no foster. Just killing. Okay. I'm a mediator. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be biased. Just about abortion <laughs> itself. 
Okay. Yeah, so. <sighs> People, this is hard. Okay. Um. <laughs> think about... Well, I'll actually I'll give you guys like something to talk about. So a lot of them are saying for like people who are pro-choice, mm-hmm. they're saying that a fetus is not a baby. Mm-hmm. What would you guys like? So soul. Uh-huh. I know you don't believe it, but let's just say you do for the sake. Uh-huh. You believe that the fetus is not a baby. If you're there's no killing because it's not a baby. <coughs> okay. But taste, who's pro-life saying that the fetus is a baby that you should not be able to commit murder against it so like how would you guys debate that out so let, let's just say i'm doing my research <laughs> yeah this isn't gonna work out very well <clears throat> why are people stupid pro <laughs> Choice. Abortion as choice. The right to choose abortion is essential for ensuring a woman can decide if, when, and with whom to start a girl to grow a family. <clears throat> Key facts about abortion. Let's Actually, there's another topic about abortion, like the uh, subjects of like rape and stuff, mm-hmm. or like incest. Like, is it wrong for them to get an abortion? Like, should we talk about it? I don't know why they took on me. My ears hurt. I'm putting on my beanie. <clears throat> you want to start first? All my points were baseless. Oh, it's them. Okay. Um. <laughs> every point was knocked down in one single try. <laughs> okay, okay. What's the no stance? <clears throat> or is it the same stance? <laughs> you look like a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should do that next. LGBTQ? That'd probably be a lot easier than abortion. Yeah. All right. Um, so I know we were talking about... Um, let, let me shoot this down real quick. Okay, okay. Let me make... Let me make... <laughs> okay, let me make... Let, let me, me shoot sorry, this sorry, down sorry, real quick. Hold on, let hold on. Let, let me, me make... <laughs> let, me, let me finish. <laughs> Sound like a debate already. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The reason I am pro-choice is because the... The fetus that you call that what you call fetus is not an actual baby. The reason I think that is is because there's a lot of scientific scientific fact that back up that claim. That that baby cannot protect itself. It relies on me. So technically, it should be my own choice whether I should let that baby live or not. So technically, technically, I'm in control of my own body. So technically, I should choose whether that baby should live or not. And right now, I think that I am not mentally prepared, and now I know that my partner will not accept this baby. So mm. I choose not to have a baby, just to keep this relationship good. <laughs> that's what most. That's what most yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. I, I did my research here. That's what most people do this for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So <laughs> let me go with your second thing first. Uh-huh. You're saying <laughs> that the baby relies on you. Yes. Because it's in you. Yes. What does the Bible say? The Bible says that your children... What I believe... The Bible (laughs) is basically saying that your child is gifted to you, but not yours. So... But to that point... Uh Every every person in this world has a purpose. Right. 
Uh-huh. That your choice to abort that baby just lost that baby's chance to have a life. Uh huh. God says that your child is not yours, but gifted to you. Because your child is already paid for by Jesus to him. Uh-huh. So your child is not yours, but God's. What does that mean? So if you, even if you can't support that baby, that baby will be grown up to follow God. And God will provide for that baby. Mm-hmm. You, <laughs> your thing is just to protect that baby, nurture him, grow him up to follow God. That way, that child could be supported by God, not you. (laughs) In your stance on a fetus not being a child, what constitutes a child then for you? Say your question again. So if you think a fetus is not a baby, what constitutes a baby in your eyes? Two months old, three months old, four months. A baby would be when I have actually given when I have actually given birth to the fetus. It is out of my body and it is now dependent on its own. Mm-hmm. That's when it becomes a fetus. Not when it's inside of me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult, right? <laughs> yeah, there's not much you could say to that. Like, I'm not the mediator, but oh, no, I have no. some. Im- oh, no. oh no! Oh okay, yeah, okay. You have something to go, yeah. you had something <laughs> <coughs> God said in the Bible that the child was knitted in your mother's room right <laughs> so that baby <laughs> you're already made in that womb so giving birth so like pretend egg Uh a hen will lay an egg then the male would incubate it or something keep it warm all that that's the job of the mother Mm -hmm. inside the womb so to feed it provide for it inside the womb when it comes out that's when god takes over god is still in that process of feeding that baby keeping that baby alive inside you but he has other plans for that baby. That makes sense. The Bible says you're a baby. When you become a person, when I knitted you in the womb. When I knitted you in the womb. Mm-hmm. Rebuttal? Why should I believe in something that I can't see? This is my own body. I Ooh. can physically touch my own body. I know how I was made scientifically. I know how the intercourse between my mother and father happened. So that produced me scientifically. <laughs> scientifically. 
So why should I believe that I was planned by an a being that I don't I a being that I can't understand and can't physically touch? Because you're not willing to. Ooh. That that doesn't make much of an argument. <laughs> She's right. Think about this. <laughs> Your thing is that you don't believe in something that you don't touch. Yes. You can't touch or see. Yes, because why should something I can't touch or see rule over my own life and have the decision whether I should keep my own baby or not? Dang. When the baby is in my own body. And it has technically my DNA, so I should technically choose whether I should give the baby life or not. In the Constitution, it says you have the freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, all that. Mm-hmm. How would you see freedom? The freedom in this point is that I'm, I had the freedom to choose whether I should keep the baby or not. Mm-hmm. And right now, you're, you're taking... You're having the stance, and from what I think, you're taking the stance where I should keep the baby, even though I am not prepared at all for it. And it would yeah. technically it would be my fault if the child can't doesn't have a good enough life and takes their life on away. It would be my own fault. It would be but your what fault. What I'm saying, what I'm saying here is that I don't want to have that burden on me, mm-hmm. even though I can already prevent it right now, because mm-hmm. I know I cannot give this thing inside of me. A good enough life, mm-hmm. and I know it won't. It won't be well supported. So mm-hmm. I choose to not give it a chance to live, and to end it, so that they don't have to suffer. Okay. Technically, it's all my own decision. I shouldn't need to rely on an unpredictable thing that I cannot see. <laughs> We got a ghost one, right? Yeah. <coughs> this will be like our only debate. <laughs> we'll continue debates for part three. Or that can be like a rebuttal session. It's called. If you don't have a rebuttal against that, that is disappointing. Because <laughs> I made so many baseless arguments in that. <laughs> well, I think I you think they're baseless. This. I think they're baseless arguments. <coughs> My bad. <laughs> so your thing is that you can't see a god yeah. that's not there. Yeah. So why should that thing unimaginable Mo- be? Have you ever seen a constitution? Like the real thing? We've seen proof that the constitution has been But written. have you seen one? No. So how would you believe in that if you haven't seen one of, of a constitution? I haven't seen it physically, but they but have been pictures. But someone told you, right? Yeah, and we've uh, there's museums showing the actual constitution. But so have I you could seen those? The ch- I could take the chance on seeing the constitution in life. Mm-hmm. But I haven't taken that chance. I just ended my whole argument <laughs> with that one <laughs> sentence. Okay, so <laughs> you weren't there, but like Jesus. Was God in person. So if you've seen Jesus, you've seen God. Yeah. But you weren't there. But that's not part of your argument. So I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Jesus was real. So you've seen God. The people seen God. Right there. 
He died on the cross. There's proof. People saw it. People saw it. Uh-huh. So like, but those people aren't alive today to tell me that he was real. They're all in a book that I have. The that founding fathers have. weren't alive either. So how would you believe them? They created something. How would you believe that? Because if the founding fathers weren't here, then we wouldn't have. How America. do you know that if the founding fathers were even the founding fathers? Well, there's a lot of things that we don't take in account in account of in history that we just mm-hmm. skim over. So technically, they could have been other founding fathers, but the main founding fathers that we take notice of today were the ones who actually set everything up mm-hmm. <coughs> based on what they saw wrong with the other governments back then and during that time. So those would be our fin- founding fathers. Wait, what? I know. <laughs> <laughs> word, word salad right there. So, your thing was, <coughs> you have some history of those founding fathers. Yes. That's where we got that. Were you there when they found it? No. So, how would you know that they were correct? But then, how would you know if Jesus was real if you weren't there? We don't. But exactly. We have the Bible. But how do you know the Bible is true if you're relying on other people's knowledge. Same with my point. Same with the point you're making. How do I know that the founding fathers are there based on other people's opinions and other people's point of view? How do you know that the Bible was true? is true? It's basically written up from everybody else's point of view. How do you know they weren't delusional during that time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> also, for everyone listening, I know that I'm making baseless arguments. <laughs> It's hurting me too. I don't remember what any of my questions were at all. <laughs> oh yeah, it was how do you how how can you believe the Bible is true? That is a tough question to ask. It's not even about abortion anymore. I know. <laughs> <coughs> Should the mediator help? No, I was going to say that's a tough question to answer. <laughs> something told my something told me all our listeners listeners are just yelling at the, their screens with all the baseless arguments I made. <laughs> well, this argument does have actually some merit to it. It's like, how do you actually believe things are real if you have, if you weren't there to physically touch it or physically learn it, like? how we're talking about the constitution and how the founding fathers wrote it. How are we, why are we trusting these people? We don't even know. And we have no idea if they're actually telling the truth. If they actually made this constitution, how are we able to trust them? And that's kind of what taste is trying to answer now. Yeah. But from a biblical standpoint. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to answer. (laughs) (laughs) <clears throat> we can use um science like the proof that bible that the bible is actually true like the euphrates river right now drying up the moons yeah. try to talk about the constitution yeah. no because I, I was the one who pointed out that yeah, yeah, how bible. can you believe the bible is true if we read the bible events in there did happen so some things that were predicted in the Bible are said to happening today. 
So, for example, Noah's flood that was in the Bible. Okay. Predicted. And then the Grand Canyon today has some proofs of the flood happening. Mm-hmm. So, if we base it off of that, if Jesus did not exist, we wouldn't have Christianity today. So, how would we say that? Christianity is based on faith in Jesus. So, Jesus died on the cross, resurrected, and everything's history. Mm-hmm. Best thing I could say is that there is proof mm-hmm. that the Bible exists. And a lot of things that were predicted in the Bible did happen and are still happening. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so as much as I'd love to keep this debate going, we are out of time. So good job, both of you, for debating for your sides. Soul, kudos to you for debating for pro-choice. I know you don't <laughs> particularly believe it, so yeah. good job. Taste, also good job standing up. I liked a lot of your arguments, so they're really good. So um, we will continue more debates for part three of the hot seat. So uh, all your listeners, comment down some topics you'd like us to debate about or just things you found interesting or things you learned. Just keep us updated on what you guys think about these episodes because we'd love to hear feedback from all you guys. Yeah. Yeah, okay. (laughs) All right. Um, This is Almonds signing off. So thank you for watching today's, listening to today's episode. Uh, Yeah. See you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye.